Welcome to Transmissions from the Evil Lair, the official podcast of the Brotherhood of Evil Geeks. What's up, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Transmissions from the Evil Lair. I am Seymour, of course, doing the intro duties. This week, we have a first-time guest joining us. Uh, here in the Evil Lair, we have Byron Dane Turner. Uh, he's a local creator, uh, you know, artist slash writer, uh, who we've gotten to know uh, from local cons around here. Uh, we do a lot of the same shows, and uh, we were just at Infinity Con uh, about a month or so ago. We do a little bit more at this point. Uh, we, we were sat next to each other, and we really got talking and got to know each other. And uh, So this is Byron's first appearance, hopefully not his last appearance. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. It's Transmissions from the Evil Lair, featuring Byron Dane Turner. Should we, like, officially kick it off? Like, I don't know, you started recording. Yeah, yeah, why not? We'll get started. Look at that. Surprise. And segue. <laughs> that is that right there. Hey. Showmanship. Very beautiful. <laughs> Dust that... Dirt off my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's going on, everybody? This is Transmissions from the Evil Lair. I am C-Mart. I'm Undies of Wendy. And we have a very special guest joining us tonight for the very first time in the Evil Lair. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Byron Dane Turner. Woo! Yeah, thanks for coming by, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm digging the... your evil lair. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. it's very, it's very awesome. Uh, dis- location not disclosed. Yeah, because, <laughs> secret location. Yeah, secret. Miles below the. I, I tripped down a lot of stairs to get here. I yeah, think that tells you. Anything. <laughs> yeah, as we do deep. every day. <laughs> very deep in the depths of the ozone, like <laughs> nestled. But, um, but yeah, for you know those mm-hmm. of you not in the know, uh, Byron is a local uh, creator in our parts here in Albany, New York. Uh, we've done a couple of we've done a couple of shows together, but we really just got to know each other uh, at InfinityCon over the summer. That's one of the pluses of when a, a con is going a little bit slow is that you finally get to talk to the people around you yes. instead of just yeah. like making like uncomfortable eye contact. Like, yeah, you do it all right. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like the Boba Fett <laughs> nod, like where you just like silently yeah. like yeah, we were nod to the other people. <laughs> We were table uh, neighbors, and uh, Byron doesn't want to kill us, so that means that we're nice neighbors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get us. You we're guys fun. were the best neighbors. We tried. I, I, that was that was a fun show. There were there were I lots like of very cool people there. There were lots yeah. of positive people. Yes, there was. You know, there was no drama. Well, I, think, yeah. okay, I won't talk about Sunday. Yeah. You know, I won't talk about Sunday. It was a great I, I, show. I yeah. <laughs> in all seriousness, it was an awesome show. Uh, but yeah, like the people, uh, that's one of the things I love about doing like a lot of cons is like you get to know, you get to know people. You see the same people over and over, you know, whether they be vendors or artists or you know whatever. Yes. And everybody kind of like gets really close that way, like you yeah. know. I gotta, I gotta ask you about that later when we're up because <laughs> here, 
here's I'm like this is a great show, and then I'm looking at your face. Like, Holy shit! Oh man! I mean, something, something went down. We uh, we missed that. I don't oh. even really care. I mean, do you do you care if I divulge in, into the the cosplay drama of the Earth? Well, let's not get into that. Okay, yeah. we'll talk about it later. Later, I'll be I'll okay, be later. drinking. Later. Yeah, later. Hashtag later. But um, yeah, I mean, it's really cool to be like around. You know, I mean, I feel like Saturday night we had a blast. Like literally, it was just drinking and you know. Did you guys go to that party with uh, Ming and Mike and the Ultimate Fighting? Yeah. yeah. Well, we left before that. We went to like the, the pizza thing afterwards. Yeah, they had like food. We, yeah, we for some reason we always make the mistake of not getting a hotel. Like we were just like, yeah, we chores. almost did this year, yeah. and then we were like, yeah. nah, 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 nah. <laughs> it was an hour away. Like, uh, like it's I like just, we underestimate like how long that hour is. Like honestly, yeah. Like by the time it, like, it's it's time to make that decision, I'm like, you know what? I just want to go home. Like, you know, I'd rather, like, yeah. it's like a trade-off. Like, I can go out and party all night and, like, be tired for the rest of the week afterwards. Or I can just go to my house. Like, it's been a stressful day. Tomorrow's going to be kind of stressful. I could relax and sleep in my own bed tonight. I love sleeping right. in my house. Right, not yeah. be out with a hundred bucks. Yeah. I love and hotels. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, but we did miss some fun stuff. Yeah. I, yeah, we yeah. always miss, we always have to sacrifice, like, that little bit. But, like, at the same time, it's like, I just, like, love being home and I love Netflix so much that <laughs> sometimes it's, like, worth it. Um... Yeah, no, like, for some for some of the ones that are, like, far away, like, it's so fun to, like, be in the hotel and, like, go to those parties, like, Super Megafest. Well, yeah, like, Super Megafest was a blast, but, like, any of the local, like, New York shows, I've got a family, so I've got to be home. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we just have a bunch of pop figures. We don't have children yet. <laughs> I was just saying, like, we know guys who, like, that's the complete opposite of, like, with cons, like. It's yeah, con. Con, they, like, like the party here. side comes out. Like. Uh, like, they become like a party werewolf almost, like a, like a were like a were party animal. Yeah, a were party animal. Yeah, like and the like, family's gone. Like it's a con. Like they're like, oh, well, it's yeah, great because you're surrounded by like-minded people. Yeah, and you're all getting shit faced at the same time. Speaking of a bunch of people getting shit faced at the same time, I have such dragon con envy. Looking at Facebook, I don't know if like any of any people on your feed. It was like everybody we knew was a dragon. I said it was like, and you know, everyone was just like really drunk and like having a great time. And it's like literally, uh, I've heard from like several people that it's basically just a twenty-one and up convention. They should just make it one because nobody under twenty-one goes, like because it's just expensive and there's alcohol. Right. You know what I mean? Like they wouldn't be able to do anything. So no costume, no candy. My God, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm starting to like love now that I'm like older and you know of legal drinking age. Like going to those after parties is what makes that convention for me. I think. Yeah, nice. it's like that, like especially with New York. I know we were talking before we started recording. Uh, you know, you said you hadn't gone down there. Like the show itself is great, but it's we've been there. Like, the yeah, I mean, it's amazing. It's a spectacle. Mm-hmm. It is everything you expect it to be. Like, it's just craziness. But it, like we've done it so many times that like it's getting to be like all right, you know, there's that cool. Well, I've got oh my god, there's the giant Hulkbuster. Yeah. Because if I hear another story of Ming Chen and his freaking rooftop parties, then <laughs> I'm not a part of it. Ming Chen knows uh, how to how to fucking party. That dude can go hard. Like he knows where like yeah, all the good parties are and where the great places to eat are also. Yeah, I, I literally. I mean, I don't. I don't think Ming actually listens, but I mean, hey Ming. <laughs> He's been on the show. I'll yeah, hit him up for a tour guide. Yeah. Um, no, like literally, yeah. I yell at him all the time because all his Facebook posts. I'm like, you literally like post such food porn and like <laughs> it's just at, like you're just asking for me to like come out to dinner with you at this point. It's just like. He's like, yo, I'll tell you, when we were in Chicago, he's like, did you go 
to this place? Did you go to that place with me? Where were you like three days ago when I was there? Like, <laughs> hit me up, man. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, like the after parties and stuff, that's where like that's where the real con is. I feel like sometimes because that's where you see like before the like, Comic Con, you'd go to see like comic you know writers and artists, and everybody was just kind of there. That's kind of not the case anymore. Like you can go to Artist Sally, and a lot of guys are there, but like the big guys no, really like Sally. you can't get to them anymore. You know they're the yeah. Um, yeah but at the after parties, they're so accessible. Sometimes. Yeah, they're just right there. Everybody's partying, drinking. Like yeah, and they're it's loosened the best up time. too. Yeah. Yeah, it's the best There's time that. to, like, you know, get at them. I mean, I guess, like, you don't want to be like that in window. It's like, hi, read my comic, or hi, here's my business card. But, like, if you, like, know how to work it, like, that's where you can make all your good connections. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, all about, like, marketing. connections. Yeah. So I still get, um, call it, uh, I don't know, stage right or what have you, when they get, um, Starstruck. Starstruck, that's Starstruck. yeah, yeah. Or Starstruck. When I walk down, like, you know, the Artist Alley and, like, the Bill Anderson and Steve Orlando... I want to talk to these guys, but I don't want to sound like an idiot. I don't want to so sound like the goofy fans. Like, like, yeah, I don't want to like, dude, you're doing Supergirl. Like, no, we just bought no. them, actually. <laughs> I am ready. I'm excited. I want to read it. Um, but yeah, no, it's crazy. And like, I, that, that's part of why Artist Alley is probably my favorite place to go in New York Comic Con specifically. And I mean, I, I really enjoyed the one other art, Artist Alley that sticks out in my mind is Boston's. From, I mean, we haven't been, yeah, in a we've been there in a couple of years, but, like, I literally, so. like, walked right up to Gail Simone and was like, you're my bad girl, like, yeah, and she was, like, talking to me, and she's like, oh, yeah, I follow you on Twitter, and I was like, <laughs> I know what you're no, saying I mean, about, like, going back to the Starstruck thing, like, I, I, I definitely have had that moment a couple times, but for the most part, like, I found that, like, once I just, like, just get past it, just like, hey, you know, talking like a normal person, what's going on, man, like, most of the, most yeah. of the guys were really cool, like, I've had, I've had, I've had, like, one bad, well, two bad experiences with, like, big-name creators. I, I can't really think of anybody who was, like, an outright dick, like, to me, like, in a, at least in a comic setting. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, like, there's been a couple of times where I've met celebrities, and I'm like, you're an asshole, but, like, you know, never, you never know what their day is, but, at, like, a Comic-Con, it's kind of safe to say if you approach somebody, like, they're, yeah, they don't yeah, want to talk to you. You never know what there. just happened to them, like, five minutes ago, but I, I don't want to name names, but, yeah, I've run into one or two that were, like, you know, just... Quit breathing my goddamn air. Yeah, oh yeah, yep. Huh, uh, you're breathing uh, my air, that would be $30. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of, uh. It's like the thing that sold me on going to, we're all going to be at um, Rhode Island Comic Con, November 11th, 12th, 13th. Yes. Uh, Stanley, last New England appearance, never met the man. Yeah, I, I was on thinking my about bucket doing list. It. I was thinking about doing it, honestly, because I mean... I feel like New York like, is so this hard. Is it. It even, to... even if I can't get anything signed, just to say, Sir, I met thank Stanley. You. Yeah, yeah. To get him, you can get a picture with him. Like the photo ops are like not that. I mean, well, yes, they are. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, <laughs> compared, compared to some other people, doesn't Shatner charge like five hundred dollars in the first? Yeah, I remember in New York like two or three years ago, Sylvester Stallone was charging like. Oh my god! Yeah, it was like. Wow. Yeah, like, yeah, I think it was like five hundred for an autograph, like seven hundred for a picture. Yeah, it was like close to a thousand for a picture. I remember. Yeah. That's like that makes you wonder what happens if you just like bump into him on the street or something. It's like, are we at the point now where a celebrity is going to charge like twenty five dollars in the street? Probably thirty dollars. I, I would not put it past some celebrities. Now they're like, ooh, money. Sometimes it's that they're, they're there with an agency and they like have to charge like. But, I mean, I, I will honestly say, do you know who uh, Cardi I, I've heard Jackie the Joke didn't get away with that one. Did oh, you turn yeah. the $20 because I have to. Yeah, and I mean, I have you to. have cute That's kids. That's what they say. 
You have cute kids too, so you can be like, these are my children. Oh like, my god. I, I use my children to pick out my stuff so much. I, I got my, my youngest daughter, Chloe, who's nine. She carries around my big Kate Costumer's poster, like 20 by 30 poster and frame all lit up and stuff. She just walk around there happy as a clam. They're hella cute. You know, so that's right. I, I love my kids. They sang yeah. Hamilton to me in the costume contest, so they're officially my favorite children. Oh my god, world. Hamilton has been the biggest thing in our house for the past four months. I, that's the house that I, I think hope we all to have. have it memorized now. That's the family it's, that I hope to have someday. We're gonna get him. We'll get you, Chris. I, I, have I, you heard it? Yes. We did listen to the okay. entire musical on the way back out. On the 4th of July. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> Doing our so patriotic fucking theory. patriotic. We're guys. coming back from. Uh, Minnesota. Yeah, via Chicago. Yeah, I gotta say, if you haven't heard Hamilton, Hamilton's probably the greatest show since Rent. Literally, literally, like I, it's nothing you would ever expect. It's just I didn't know what to expect. I didn't either. I was like, oh, whatever. So pleasantly surprised. I mean, I like In the Heights, but like this is like it doesn't even In the Heights doesn't even hold a candle to how great Hamilton is. Like, you know, yeah, I, I just heard that for the first time like two days ago. Oh, my wife is playing the too. Uh, um, I knew Lynn Manuel Miranda before it was cool. I didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Now he's going to be a Mary Poppins. Oh, man. Yeah, now, really he's, so now he's taking the Dick Van Dyke. Moana, role. too. Moana. That's it. I was right. Yeah. Oh, he's in that, too? I know he's, the he wrote the music. Oh, he wrote wow. the music really? for Moana. I think he might be doing the voice. I'm not sure, but I know he wrote the music. I feel like Disney's yeah. been like. Like promoting sure, that movie is. forever. Moana? Yeah. They really have. No, they, they, <laughs> they casted it. They only started like, casting it like a year and a half ago. Yeah, no, I feel like they've been telling us it's going to be out soon for the past like year no, and a half. No, but it's like really so. coming out in November. Yeah. Well, that and Pirates 5. Pirates yes. 5. No, I forgot that's like about that shit. Forever. Oh they've been my filming gosh, that forever too. Well, they Whoa. had to delay filming while, uh, oh, because Johnny Duck like cut up his hand chucking <laughs> bottles around. Right in Billy Bob Thornton on his mirror. Oh my god, literally, with I, the Amber Heard shit, like, that video, I was, I just looked at it, and I was just like, I just can't, like, I oh. can't anymore, we're jumped up. You know what I thought was absolutely hilarious? When Amber Heard said she was going to donate her $7 million to charity. Yes. <laughs> Johnny Depp was like, all right, okay. Johnny Depp gives her $7 million to charity. Amber Heard, man. Yeah, no, and the best <laughs> is, like, the thing, I, okay, like, listen, like, you know, I'm a feminist, I consider myself a feminist, but there's no fucking way in hell that she was in her originally intending to do that. She was just like, I just want to give the money to charity. Yeah. And they were like, okay, give it to charity, bitch, you lose. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's like, <laughs> and then people were like, trying he to called like, her out on her bullshit. That, that was a player move right there. It was, it was. It was, a, it was a great move. The, the thing that, that pissed me off about it was people were like, she's such a good person. It's like, no, she literally had to do that because of how fucking tarnished her image was and how big of a deal she made about that. Like, she had to fucking give her money to charity. Like, yeah, there was no way that she was going to do that. And actually. side note, what the hell's going on with Billy Bob Thornton? Like, he was married to Ange- Angelina Jolie. Johnny Depp thinks Amber Heard is cheating with Johnny Depp. I'm sorry, but I look at Billy Bob Thornton, I'm like, Wow. Wait, that's like why? That's why that happened? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know he that. He looks like a like, yeah. you know, like substitute gym teacher. Like, from, like, she, you know, school. Johnny like, he's Depp, fucking I Billy guess, Bob Thornton. Cheating, and then he was like, oh yeah, well what about you? And cut his finger, wrote on the mirror, Billy Bob. Yeah. But I didn't know so, that part. I saw the vi- I saw that video. Hollywood was... gossip. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, it's yeah. A different, but, a different yeah, allegedly. fashion it is. It's been the Hollywood minute. It's like TMZ. I feel like we should get like fucking slushies and like 
cackle into the microphone and be like, oh, <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton poop, ha ha ha, like that's what that's about. Um, <laughs> um, uh, tell us about, uh, tell us a little bit about your work, you know. Um, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah, I've, I've been doing comic books actually for well, like two decades. I've been doing my own independent comic books so you, for a you, while. you do the art and writing, right? Yeah, yeah. I do both because I can't hire anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag no, I, I, I love to do both. I, I always have. I've always been into comic books, and I've always loved writing stories. I've always loved drawing. And I, I could draw. I, was, I would do both. I can't draw. <laughs> I wish everyone wants to see stick figures, but... I was the only kid who really, really was enthusiastic about drawing, but was not talented at all. Yeah, that's how I was, too. Like, I always, yeah. I always tried to illustrate my stories, but I thought, I fucking suck. And just like gave it to my more talented friends. Like, I, I I know people like that, but who the hell am I to tell somebody to get draw? Yeah, yeah, you know because you know if if I can do it, and I'm not I'm not the greatest artist in the world, but I got stuff out there. It's I'm trying. Yeah, how many if comics you, have you got comic? out there? Like, you, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I did. Basically, I pissed my twenties away partying. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Then I met the love of my life, Susan. Aww. I got my act together. We got married, like, in a hurry. Like, met in January, first date in February, engaged in April at Monday Night Raw with George <laughs> Anderson's help. Whoa, that's and a, married that's, in September. That's amazing. I, I like, okay, honey, this is what I'm about. I'm going to take you to live Monday Night Raw. Told her parents and everything that I was going to propose to her at the Monday Night Raw. Couldn't actually do it live on TV. So we did the next best thing. Mike the Enforcer was there. 1035 The Edge. Yeah. And George Animal Steel was signing autographs for the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in Amsterdam at the time. And so I went up to him and said, hey, I'm going to propose my wife. Can I do it on the radio? He was like, you're putting me on. Showed him the ring. He's like, give me 20 minutes. I'll have the chorus like girls whip up some magic for you. And they walked over to her and said, hey, you forgot your sticker. I said, like, <sighs> yeah, they're, yeah. they're going to have the wrestlers come grab her. Just listen for your name to be called. And then Long story short, they call me up. George Amelstein walks out there. You are you Susan? Yeah. He grabs her by the back of the neck. You're coming with me. And then I got to go up there. I got down on one knee, proposed live on 1035 The Edge. So do you have that recorded? Like, do you have? That? I don't have it recorded. Oh, no, but I, did. I just have a couple of photos that a friend of mine took with That's still me awesome. on my knee and George behind Susan. Mike Take Morrison. notes. That shit's I mean, awesome. So, see, you're gonna have George Amelstein like pull the ring out of the turnbuckle, like. He rips the cover off and it's just inside. <laughs> oh my god. The only downside to that night is this was in 2002. She has an aunt that's a Catholic nun. They were all watching, expecting to see this. I did not know there was going to be a paddle on a pole match <laughs> with Terry and I think it was the cat. And so, what are we going to do? <laughs> I can't yes, help yes, it. Yes, I was, didn't do anything. I'm sorry, wrong. that was not the proposal I was speaking of. Was, <laughs> my God, that's great. That's literally the coolest thing I've ever heard, honestly. No. Um, but anyway, she's the one that got me to get my act together. You know, you love drawing, get it done. And so I whipped out, I've had ideas for characters for a long time. So I started off with three independent comic books under my own banner, Wildfire Comics. Uh, they were all adult-oriented, like along the lines of what you'd see in Heavy Metal Magazine. Okay. More or less. Dark, Tempest, Spectrum, and Jupiter Child were the uh, titles. So I did one of each of those, and then, you know, this is, like, before the internet got huge. 
So looking for Imagine printers. That. And, yeah. You had to like do it all by yourself and like make connections without There the was internet. like, and there was no like PC. It was like old school comic book making, like cutting out the logos, pasting them on. I was doing the lettering. I was doing like everything. Now it's all digital, it's right? Crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh my God. I can just like sketch out now my pencil, put in my inks, scan it, and then you got like, oh my gosh, it's like legible. It's really <laughs> here. <laughs> Crazy. Do that. And yeah, it's it's such a different ball game now. But I did those and then we had kids. When you have kids, your perspective changes on everything. Yeah. Uh, one of those comics was a little too too adult for it. It wasn't but there were there were many questionable things. You know, <laughs> violence, sex, somebody's like, father now, yeah. Hardcores things so much so that I burnt the original and all copies that I had, so my kids will never know this. Wow. So, but are they still out there? Like, they're out there. No, like... I think there might be one or two. And if you're listening, and if you've got them, do me a favor. Just burn them. Torch them. <laughs> Torch them. You'll have my never-ending gratitude. <laughs> so, I wanted to write books for them. And I made characters based on them. My, my books is the Cape Costumers Costume Capers. It's a children's book series. Not yet a straight-up comic, but by the end of the year it will be. Okay. Well, right now I'm doing just children's books because it was, again, looking for ways to get things printed. Ran across, actually, Stacy Longo, horror writer, um, who I met yeah. through um, at first at ChaseCon and then again at Super Mega Fest and talking. She was telling me, create space. Great way, but there's no upfront cost. You just upload your stuff. It's for sale on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, all these other book websites, Books A Million, The Libras. Sounds like you're self-publishing. Right? It is, yeah. That's, that's awesome. And that's exactly what I'm doing, self-publishing. There's no upfront cost. I have to pay for my own copies, but that's, I mean, compared to what it would be. I'm not sitting with, and it's a print-on-demand service. Okay, so so I'm not sitting with, like, 10,000 copies of my book in my basement. I mean, you yeah. could order them, like, for, like, conventions and stuff like that. But well, that's what I do. Yeah. You know, I, I order, you know, I do have, like, a bulk set of my yeah. books for the shows. Plus, and like, I have, hey, I have this. This is me. I did this. <laughs> like, like, literally, like. I'll this. tell you what. That was, like, outside of, like, having kids, just having in my hand the first book that I wrote and it's published. It's got an ISBN number. It's got the barcode. Look at me. This I'm bonafide. And I made it, yeah. It's legit. Like, honestly, um, goals for me. Um, like, really, I've been, like, writing something for, like, ever. So, it's just a matter of getting it onto the paper, which is, like, so fucking hard. Just do it. Just Because if you wait for the right time, the right time is never going to come. Yeah. Something's always going to seem more important. There's the only always going to be... You do it is you. There's always going to be an excuse to say, like, oh, you know, I can't do it because of this. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm really busy because I'm doing this. Like, you just have to ignore that and just do it. Like, well, just I went like through a Shia phase Lundsen. where I was listening to so many like self-motivators and stuff, and I came across this book by John Acuff called Quitter. It's about quitting your day job and doing what you love. For first sentence, don't quit your day job. Yeah. <laughs> Not yet. But going through that, the one thing I took away, which the advice he gave for everybody, is if you want to work on your dream, wake up two hours earlier than you would normally. Every day, take that two hours, work on your project. 
That way you're going through the rest of the day knowing you've accomplished something and you've got a great feeling going forward. And that's what I've been doing. And it works. I got four books now, number five on the way next that's month. That's like not even a bad idea. I was just like, hmm. It really is. Yeah. I can do that. I, uh, I kind of, when I was way more productive for the site and actually like writing articles and stuff. <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. I always did it when I first got home from work because I was still in that work mode and I knew okay, as soon as I sat down and stopped working, I'm done for the day. Like, yeah, I'm not getting back into that mode. So as soon as I got home, boom, right at the keyboard, I just write anything I needed to get written and, you know, the rest of the night was my own. It was like, you have to reward yourself, basically, with the rest of that right. freedom. You know? I'm right. Really, so I'm, you get that done in the morning, and then you get your work day done, and then you got time for you. Or, or in my case, I finally got time with my family. Yeah. Like, yeah. we have a dinner time, and then there's some time I can spend with the kids before they got to go to bed. It's, they know, you know who I am. Late, which is, <laughs> if you're up late, you can't go to sleep. You can always just, you know, like, you're not well, just well, it's guy. extra. <laughs> like, Daddy, what are you doing working? Go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's just like you just like get inspired by like random things too. Like I know I find myself I don't know if anyone else does this like with the with their notes on their iPhone. Like I'm like, oh my god, like I'll see something and I'll like be like a fucking street sign. I'm like, oh my god. Like, <laughs> yeah. ah. like, That's a habit I, I'm getting more and more into is like cause I that's what you have to do. Yeah, I write down jokes when I think of them immediately now instead of just like I know I'm gonna absolutely remember that for the next time we're sitting One of our friends, writing. like I will like literally oh. give him so much credit. Um actually Paulo Pinta from the site has like a notebook with him at all times and like I literally just admire that shit so much because I'm like I would never like remember to actually like and my phone's always in my fucking hand, so I'm just like I But I like that he has that. like a real a real thing. I just can't and I heard a story about Lynn Manuel Miranda doing that. I guess it was on the way while he was writing Hamilton, he was on his way to a friend's birthday party. And he thought of something in the car. He knocked on the door, handed his friend his present. I just thought of something. I gotta go. And boom. <laughs> he just yeah. left his friend, left the party. That just, book right over there on my bookshelf, the giant Hamilton book over there, like, has, like, a lot of shit about that in there. And then he just, like, freaks out. He's like, I have to do this. And, like, he's nice. just like... I got my wife that one for her birthday. His tweets, yeah. his tweets about, like, the creation giant of it. killing, right. like... Heavy book. <laughs> yeah, I was so it happy is, when yeah. it came out. It was like, I, I forget like how much it was when it first came out, like 25 bucks, and I was just like, <laughs> I don't care, take my money. We're but, talking a lot of Hamilton. Hamilton's such a great show. Yeah, watch, Even if you don't like Hamilton. musicals, you don't like Broadway. I will say, it's, I'm it's, not a musical person. entertaining. In way, well. shape, or form. And it was really entertaining. Like, was I mean, you know what? It makes you want to know more about that time, too. Yeah, no, like that, but, uh, the book that it's based off of, like, I, it's, like, it's still in the bestsellers. I walk into the book, oh, yeah. it's always in the bestsellers. And it's, I mean, it's like a, my sister has it, and I, like, was thumbing through it, and it's just, like, it's, like, real fucking heavy to read. Like, it's just like, oh, my God. But I just want to read all of the ship Hamilton and Lorenz <laughs> so much. Ship that shit. It's like a little gang history ship oh. right there by itself, um, just floating in the wilderness. You know, it's like they make a point. Every other founding father story does get told. I didn't know jack about Hamilton until this. Who lives? Who dies? Who got shot? Yeah. Yeah. Tells your story. Yeah. Uh, I will yeah. say though, when that last song rolls around and they're like the orphanage, I'm like, fuck uh, you! Like, oh my god, I know. It's I was crying crazy. listening to it in That's, the car. I did. My wife and I, we. All right, all right I cried. All right, get over it. <laughs> If you I actually cried. sat down and paid attention to it, I bet you'd cry, too. Because we, we do foster care, also. We're foster parents, and that just... That's so awesome. It hits a nerve. It's, it's tough. But yeah. there's a need. There, there's a need for foster parents. 
Yeah, really. absolutely. Like, you you have to be that like example of like goodness in that kid's life. As as an educator, yeah. it's, it's so I never important. thought I would do that. <laughs> yeah. You are. Look at that. You uh, burned all your scary. Wait, who's a good example? Scary, I, I, yeah. <laughs> you burned all the all the the metal comics and started yeah. a new. With cute children's colors. Awesome. Yeah. I, well, I'm, I'm I'm trying to do my part. So and now then, I'm trying and to. And your daughter will grow up them. and become super metal and be like, "It's not fake, Dad." And maybe that's <laughs> not <laughs> that would be great. And then you'll be like, "My child, <laughs> my girl, <laughs> <laughs> this is my baby." <laughs> oh man. Well, the eyeshadow like, copies of the crow start showing up. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I know we were talking about this before. Um, Kind of like what you're into, like as far as like your fandoms. I mean, besides Hamilton, I mean, if you know, oh my god, um, Kiss, Star Wars, and comic books. Shit. I was gonna say, I, I love what you've been doing lately on Facebook with the uh, the, uh, the the Fantastic Four. Oh, like, thank you. Yeah, 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 I'm taking taking Kiss, old album, Kiss covers. album covers. I just I had to take a break in the middle of the fifth book I'm doing, which is it's still in my Christmas book, Kate Costumer's Christmas Caper. That's so cute. With, like Mayhem at the Mall. <laughs> oh my god. Is that Mal Crossgates? <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I might have taken one or two pictures. <laughs> <laughs> For reference, uh, yeah. such a such a Crossgates mall rat when I was a kid. Oh, absolutely, oh, yeah. Oh my god, I, it was. I mean, like I remember days where we would get dropped off at like you know eleven in the morning when they'd open. I wouldn't get picked up to like eleven or midnight. You know what oh, I mean? Oh my god! When I went to Hazel Park <laughs> High School, we used to just do like one of our parents. There'd be seven of us. Like we're the original mall rats before mall rats came out. It was. Before they oh, put man. like a, 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 the kibosh on that, like now you have to. Yeah, be, like, now I guess you can't be like fourteen and under. Yeah, yeah, they got like four o'clock or something like that. Like, damn. oh yeah, no, you, you definitely need a like parental supervision. I used to work in uh, Spencer's for a while in Crossgates, and I worked in Colony. <laughs> but the Colony security guards are way more hardcore than the Crossgates. Well, security the mall was getting to be like Mad Max. Like there were just roving bands of like. Yeah, there were like roving <laughs> bands. Yeah. It's just reckless abandon. Um, I know, I used to be one of them. No. Like, <laughs> Literally, nah, though, man, like the Crossgates. I feel like every mall security guard, and I'm sorry if there are any Crossgates mall security guards listening to this fucking podcast, but I feel like they're all fucking Paul Blart. Like, everyone <laughs> is just Paul Blart. Like, I'd be like, someone's in here stealing stuff, and they'd be like, okay. I'm, I'm like, sure well, do I don't make enough money for this. Literally. I'm just supposed to intimidate people. Alright, just let me do that. Yeah, but they don't even do that because, like, one of the guys is, like, so old and he walks with a limp. And it's like, if I was a kid, I would just steal all the shit in front of him and be like, what the fuck are you going to do? That's <laughs> See, now we're not going to be able to walk into a mall. It's like, excuse me, you're not allowed in here. We don't <laughs> serve your kind here. It's amazing, like, God, compared to, like, like <laughs> you know, back in the day where I was at the mall, like, constantly. Now I avoid malls at all costs. Like, unless I'm, like... <laughs> buying something specific. Like, like a game or whatever. Yeah, you, yeah. you get pretty in and out of the mall. Um, yeah. I mean, usually when I'm going shopping, there's, I have a general idea of what I'm buying. Unless I'm in a bookstore, then goodbye. You will not see me for the rest of the fucking night because I I just get lost in bookstores. Yeah, there, there, there are those stores. And there's, you know, and thank God they're still around. They're not dead yet. Oh, God. I will, <laughs> they're almost when borders and all the books went out of business. I was like, oh, Shit, here it yeah. Borders? I was so sad oh, when all the borders went I know. Um, it's it's a sad state of affairs. But, like, yeah. honestly, it's so funny because as much as I like reading things, like, digitally, like, comics, it's, like, so cool that you can just, like, oh, hey, like, 99 cents is back issue, or there's, like, a giant sale. That's awesome. It's but, like, nothing is better than having it in your hand. 
That's one of the greatest quotes of all time from Stan Lee himself. He was asked, what do you think about comics on digital? He said, comic books are like boobs. They're nice to look at on a screen, but I'd rather hold one in my hand. <laughs> of course Stan Lee would say that. We were just talking about how, we were saying, maybe if I show up at a corset, then he'll take pictures with me for free. <laughs> I was like, maybe. I was like, I'll, I'll turn it off. I'll be like, hey, what's up, man? We, uh, I flashed in. <laughs> not that long ago, we had a debate on you know physical comics versus digital ones, and uh, you know physical ones still kind of won out on the debate. You know, it, it is like uh, we did it with JC from Earth. I was gonna say, didn't you have like literally Earthworld on there? I, yeah. I, I would say that we recorded they would... that Earthworld, Earthworld comics, and I'll be in New York. <laughs> yeah. um, Comes Batman Day. Yeah. Two weeks. Um, this is like, 17th? I mean, he, he, like, he laid it out for us, like, right there. He had, like, you know, an iPad and, a, you know, a comic with the same image on it. He's like, which one looks better? Like, and you, you can't deny that the real one still looks better, even though the digital one is, like, That's so ID, cool. you know, IHF, and, like, right. It's also 2016. We don't have to hide our comic books anymore. I mean, I come from a generation. I got my ass kicked in school for liking comic books. I got my ass kicked in school for liking wrestling. I feel like I paid my dues. Nobody else had. Now, you now walk you in with your comic book, comments. you're the cool kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like everybody has comic books. actually so annoying. Because I had to, like, hide the fact that I liked anime when I was younger. I had to, like, I couldn't, like, I, I feel like when I was in high school, Star Wars was still pretty, like, people didn't want to hear you talk about that shit. Like, I remember, like, liking Star Wars and being like, Star Wars, like, I didn't, like, as it was like, as soon as, like, 1985 hit, Star Wars was taboo. So, yeah. like two years after that, don't you dare talk about Star Wars, you child, man-child. I grew up in that Star Wars desert where there were no more movies coming out. Like, Star Wars was done. <gasps> oh, like, my God. I'm all sorry. you had were, like, the novels and, like, you know, there weren't even a lot of comics at that point. There was, like, the novels are not even novels, good, I tried to. Did you them. hear the big news about Star Wars Rebels Season 3? Oh, yeah, Grand Admiral Grand Thrawn. Admiral yeah, I, I, I dug those books, the Timothy Zahn ones and the Kevin Anderson ones. I, I was introduced to those. I had no idea that they existed when they first came out. One of my neighbors in Abel Park and the Ends um, showed me this. So like, try and read them again. Five years after like Jedi, them. I picked it up. After the first chapter, you're hooked. It's all about Thrawn, greatest military strategist. Yeah. Just, and he's got a great look. Like, the, the blue skin, yeah, the red eyes, jet black the white hair, yeah. uniform. It's like, oh, that's so I really should like, give it another another go because I really I remember reading. One I will book. say the Thrawn my friend's books brother gave it took to me, me a little while to get through. I liked the Kevin Anderson ones better, the Jedi Academy ones, like where Luke was like starting uh, his own really? like academy. Yeah, yeah, but that was just my taste at the time. Like I can you definitely change. Yeah, yeah, I can absolutely understand how you know though the Thrawn books are better. The, That's uh, why books are so great. What's the trilogy time? called? <laughs> the, uh, Heir to the Empire. Heir to the Empire. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was yeah, that was the one I was talking. Heir to the Empire, Dark Force Rising, Last Command. That's really. I mean, you get Mara those Jade out of those books. Yeah, so. Mara. Yeah, Mara Jade, Talonqar, Jane, and Jason are born. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I like that Mara book. Jade because everyone thinks that my middle name is Fake. Because when I put it on my Facebook, people are like, oh, Amanda Jade. And I'm like, oh, like, yeah. like, no, that's really my name, guys. It's like, for real, it's on my birth certificate. That's a great stage name. Oh, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I gave my kids uh, Star Wars middle names. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we, oh, we've already we, had the debate of uh, our son being named Lando. Lando. Oh, my God, <laughs> me too! Yeah. Lando. I've had that argument with my wife. There's no argument. Be, if you're not going to let me name him Thor, he's going to be Lando. Yeah. Yeah, Lando's great. Like, and, like, we were saying, too, like, for, 
my mother or whatever who would like probably not want a grandchild named Lando. Be like, no, no, show for Landon. No, no, it's not. It's literally Lando. your parents are like on the down low. Like they're like more Star Trek nerds, though, aren't they? My parents fell claim they fell in love watching Wrath of Khan. That's what they tell everyone. So I, I think for them well, it wouldn't be that I, big of a jump if we, you know, with a Star Wars name for their grandchild. I, I gotta they say that's what got me into Star Trek was Wrath of Khan. Before that, I've always been more on the Star Wars side than the Star Trek side. I've been so Star Wars because my parents were so Star Trek that I was like, ew, my parents (laughs) like that. Fuck that. Now I bet I would really like (laughs) it. I like the new movies, honestly. Today, Um, the 50th anniversary. Exactly. Specifically today. The 50th anniversary Star Trek. My dad was so upset when Spock died. Like, literally. Like, I texted him and I was like, oh man, I was like, uh. Our boy, our boy went beamed up last for the last time. Oh my god! Did you hear Burt Reynolds? Shouldn't Shatner. Oh my god! Oh my god! We just did, we just did Superman. He didn't say Shatner by name, but he was like referring. Why couldn't it have been the other one? Oh my god! He didn't even god. give him a name. He didn't even give him a fucking sense. Burt Reynolds, guys. Uh, but you never hear a bad thing about Leonard Nimoy either. That was the thing. Yeah, no, he's one of those. You always hear good like stories him. about him, like being nice. My dad had this whole theory. He's like, maybe he's not really dead. Maybe it's just like the movie, and he's gonna come up and no, dad. Whoa. Yeah, he's pulling an Elvis. Right what's now. the What's the quote? As long as we remember him, he's never truly gone. Is that it? Like, <laughs> the Shatner quote from the end and from the funeral. I'm pretty sure my dad texted me that too. Human. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, isn't it so weird? Like how mainstream geek culture is now. Like those commercials with like the fucking like Star Star Trek. Time. Like, to be alive. auto insurance. See, I, I, we've mentioned this before. I feel like, see, again, I survived through, like, you know, the Star Wars Dark Ages. I survived through the comic Dark Ages of the 90s. Like, I feel like the bubble's going to burst again. And, and, like, nobody, nobody's expecting it to. Well, I feel like the oversaturation of the movies is just going to be, like, because do you know how many blockbuster I, movies are coming out in the next two years? Like, it's Well, insane. yeah, there, there are, but they're over 10. I can see Hollywood getting pissed because they're taking every like the Oscars. Was it? This, I don't remember if it was this past year. I think it was two years ago at the Oscars. They did that big opening number, and Jack Black. It's, I'm so over Jack Black now after this. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, these heroes! All we get are superheroes." You know, basically, you know, trying to give it to like the superhero movie industry. Yeah. Screw you! We've been waiting our whole lives for this! Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, Jack Black! Uh, we're not definitely. done with all our characters yet! That was definitely a scripted bit because we fucking met him in a comic book store by accident. I know, in LA. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, I mean, like, I, like uh, as far as Spider-Man movies, I remember as a kid, there used to be updates in the fucking, in the, in the bullpen in Marvel Comics with, like, you know, 720 days until the Spider-Man movie comes out. This is when, like, Keanu yeah. Reeves was playing Peter Parker. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, James Cameron was making wait, Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I have I to remember say, that. people shit-talk those Tobey Maguire movies. I fucking love that first movie. I will say yeah. this about the movies. The, in the, the first two movies, actually even the third, Tom Seen Church, the villains were cast perfect. Willem Dafoe. I want to see him as the Joker. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I can yeah. see him playing like any maniacal villain at this point. He's great. I love watching him. I mean, he just, he just took it and said, We'll meet again, Spider-Man! He, he got it. Just, yeah, yeah like cut loose, man. Just yeah. explore the space. Exactly. Like, he and, did exactly that. Yeah. And uh, But the third, the third Spider-Man movie, I will say, 
there were parts of it I liked, but then other parts, like, it was, like, almost, like, when he was crying, like, walking, when she was walking away from him, Mary Jane was walking away from Spider-Man, he's crying on the bridge. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> I literally remember being like, I decided I just, shit to I just hated that they force-fed Venom. Yeah. If, that, if Sandman was the only villain, it would probably would have been a much better movie. Yeah. yeah it was like, it was like one, the same thing that went wrong with Amazing Spider-Man, where they tried to do too much at once. Yeah, it, it was, was too, too soon I for a say. Yeah. yeah, that was them just trying to hold on desperately. And then they're the rebooting deal. it again. But I like, would say I don't hate the first the, Amazing Spider-Man. I, I don't think it's as good as the, the first two. I'd like that it's more true to the comics. I will say, yeah. it's what we had. It, it was Sam Raimi did a great job. Yeah, like yeah. The first one. I mean, we get we get pissed on Tobey Maguire all we want. You know, thirty-year-old high school student. You know, okay, like, but that's not the only movie that does that. Like, there's a lot of <laughs> no, movies. no, yeah. agree. <laughs> but there's Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean the first one. The first one, Andrew Garfield. I don't hate. I mean, it's not a great movie. It's a watchable movie. You know, I, I enjoy the fact I, that they I filmed sat it. Through them both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they filmed the second movies. one. I outright hated. Like we were in the uh, we were in the theater. He was mad about it for like two weeks. Right? We're like we're in the theater, and I'm just like gritting my teeth, like. Uh, don't do we left like irate. Like yeah, it was yeah. bad. Uh, the cool thing about that Amazing Spider-Man movie is those reboots. They film them around the block from the house I met, I grew up in in Brooklyn. Oh no, kidding. so. Um, I actually was, I, I was living at home with my parents when they filmed Amazing Spider-Man 2. Andrew Garfield's trailer was parked on my corner. So I just stood there and waited for oh, him to come nice. back. Oh, nice. Any so opportunity? I have pictures with him, yeah. Nice. He's a nice guy. Um, I was like, can I get a, like, everyone was afraid to approach him because he's coming back to his trailer after filming. And I was like, I'm, I'm like, I'll be a fucking asshole. I was like, can I get a picture with you? And he goes, you say please. It's like, please. And he's like, Okay. And that's cool. See, that's, I was that's really hoping to meet good. Sally Field. That was really like why I was there. I was oh, like, I must yeah. meet Sally Field. I will say you like me. You really like me, <laughs> and it will be amazing. But yeah, no, I didn't get to. Um, what's her face? Shailene Woodley was there too because it was before she got fired. Oh, that's right. She was Mary Jane. <laughs> she was Mary Jane. And then yeah. they cut her right out. Cut her right out. I gotta say though, this new Spider-Man that's coming out. Everything I've heard about it, I, I did. Yeah, I yeah. Excited. Like, they're, they're is it Miles Morales Spider-Man? No, no, it's no. Peter but the rumor is Miles Morales is going to be there because they cast uh, Donald Glover. Yes, in it, yeah, yeah. Who did his voice? There was that campaign for him to be Spider-Man a while ago. I would have been totally and he fine did with the voice that, yeah. of Miles Morales in the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. But now, now they got Shocker in the movie. Yes, they got That's Vulture and Tinker like Shocker. They're supposed to give it a John Hughes type of vibe. Um, I yeah. really love Zendaya. I I know people were like not thrilled about her. She's actually a really talented actress. I my like girls her love her. We've pretty. seen every episode of Shake It Up in my house. She's so pretty. They saw her at a concert a year a couple years ago at the racetrack in Saratoga. She's so talented. Like literally, she's such a talented she little is. one. I love her. She is. I say little one, but she's probably my fucking age. But still, <laughs> you know, I mean, and we're there. You know, she can be Mary Jane. Anybody can be married. I love the excuse people were like, she's not a real redhead. And I was like, oh, do you know what color Kristen Dunst's hair is? It's blonde. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. It's called a wig. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and like, there's pictures of her with like, really awesome, like, dark red hair. And uh, the thing with that is like, you know, people, people bitch about like, you know, like racial casting and stuff like that. Like, when, you know, when all of a sudden it's not a white person in the role, they're like, well, you could point about whitewashing. Yeah, but this character their heritage or anything like that has nothing to do with the character. Mary Jane Watson could literally... She's just the girl next door. Who's to say the girl next door is not a person of color? Mm. Especially right? in New it's York like, City. Like, yeah. yeah, literally. Yeah. Like, he lives in, like, 
a fucking queen. Does he live in like Flushing or some shit? Like Forest this? Hills. Forest Hills, yeah. I mean, uh, possible. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> the one thing where I think that that was like misinterpreted was this new Fantastic Four movie. I don't Jesus. think people were shitting on Johnny Storm because he was what? They were shitting yeah, shit on the movie. Because was everything about that movie that you heard about up until the day it was released was, was crap. Yeah. It's like, Fox, please let it go. Like, like why did you just like you literally just like burn that movie? Like why did it come out? Like what was what was that movie? Oh, the Little Prince that was supposed to come out and that shit got like shit canned. Like the mm-hmm. movie theater wouldn't play it. Why couldn't that happen with Fantastic Four? Why <laughs> couldn't they spare us? Like please, why? Like you would Gosh. think at this point, like we're you know iron, we're almost like ten years into the Marvel you know era of movies. Like you would you think studios would learn by now? Like let's not. Be all studio about it, and you know, get our hands on the story. Let the comic nerds work on the story. They seem to like that. Let's not screw it up. But Fox is just like, nah, we're gonna put out this like weird ass oh, Fantastic Four movie. That, like, because this is what everyone Fox, will like. I think Fox thinks they can do no wrong since X Men. Yeah, they like oh, like they feel responsible for this whole resurgence of of superhero movies. But I don't, it's funny the whole Marvel versus DC. I kind of equate it to, like, Marvel is the WWE and Kevin Feige's Vince McMahon, and he's streamlining the whole thing. They have a plan. They're taking these characters that did not have movies before, Captain America, Thor, turning them into, like, world champions. And then Time Warner over here is, like, WCW, and the executives are Ted Turner, and then David Goyer is, like, Eric Bischoff. (laughs) Well, I got all these big stars. I have had these characters that we've had for decades. And never done People love them, with. yeah. But the competition. How can we compete with Marvel? Let's fuck it Let's up. do our own universe. And completely, yeah. Let's just After NWO, WCW went to shit. They had two great years. Yeah. The problem is, with Man of Steel from the word go, oh, I wanted to like them so badly. Absolutely. I wanted to. I, I mean, yes, a DC universe. Woo! How is this? See, like, what they're doing is... Job. Like, one job. They, they want to shortcut it. Like, but they look... It's confusing. They want to shortcut it's, it, and I think they don't want to look like they're copying. No, no. Like, I, I, think mean, that, I think that's it. The thing that pisses me off is, ever since the 80s, and I saw a button at a convention, DC Comics aren't just for kids. It's like now they are completely alienating. Yeah, yeah. And Let's like, leave a grown-up brand. Let's make everybody Everything dark. Has to be dark. I'm sorry, but the second that you have to make an R-rated movie with Superman talking about the extended cut, you no lose. need for it. Yeah. Um, what I was yeah, trying to say is that like they're trying to shortcut it, but in the wrong ways. Like Marvel did not cut corners. They rolled out what was phase one like something like eight movies I think or something like they that. They got the right people on the I don't right think they, yeah. Do you think the they right knew bus. what they were doing? Did they know what they? were I doing? think they knew it. I think I absolutely think so. I think like, they all hinge on Iron Man, and then after Iron yeah. Man, where are you have to go through those steps. And like what DC wants to do is just immediately jump right into this big universe with like three movies. It's like, like they're playing catch up. Yeah, what they don't realize is they have a universe already, except it's on TV. If you can expand oh, the TV good. universe to be part of the movie universe, that's your shortcut. You've already done the work. I like, would say, please put Green Gust in. I don't know a person that doesn't like him. Oh, nothing against Ezra Miller. You know, we haven't seen him yet. 
But how can yeah. you be more likable than Grant Gustin? Right? That is as close to a perfect comic book show as one can come to I the honestly yeah. have as my soon? doubts. I love I love Barry Allen like as a character. And I mean I knew the only thing I knew Grant Gustin from was Glee. That was the one I knew him from. He was he played like this guy he like He didn't have a big part in that. No, he wasn't even a big part. He was like some asshole guy that made Kurt cheat on Blaine. I was just mad about it. <laughs> and then like he literally threw rock salt in another kid's eyes too. Like that was a thing he did, I believe. And I was like, fuck you, dude, that's not okay. And then I was like, oh, now this guy could be the Flash, but then he was fucking awesome. He hasn't shit. earned it! Yeah, I, I remember having the first episode just being like, I'm in, I'm in. Mm. <laughs> like, this is and awesome. Dude, also, it's, it's, going back to the casting thing, I love Iris. Iris is my favorite. Oh, she's so my, Isn't she good. so pretty? Oh, my God. So, I don't even know who I love more on the I literally just see, like, I literally just see the people on the DCW shows and like, you're pretty. Uh, yeah. Everyone's so pity. Yeah, Felicity. <laughs> At the same time, we're like, it's, it's like the little nods they give it to, like throwing Clancy Brown, who in my opinion will always be the best Lex Luthor there ever was. Oh, Showing up as General Eileen. Grodd. Grodd is yes. in this show. King Shark. King Shark. Oh my <laughs> god. It's, it's a comic book show that's not afraid to be a comic book show. I, I feel and like, at the I same feel like time, it has enough emotion to keep you invested. Yeah, and like, Death. you know, the Flash is actually ideally the perfect comic book show also because of the, the rogues gallery. It's just like so, so many like one-shot villains like for the he Flash. Does. I mean, Batman and Spider-Man and then the Flash as far as like the, just the length of Random, rogues gallery. yeah. Like um, literally. But I mean, like with the, ex- I would even throw the Flash into like not, I mean, he's part of the Justice League. The character, maybe I could, I'll make that argument, but like, think about the, well, who's on TV. It's like Green Arrow, you know, the Flash. Um, it's all the characters. It's nothing. They were background you, characters. Yeah, you don't have Batman. Right. You don't have Superman. You don't have the people that they're going to see the movies for. But again, you have this built-in audience. You can get these people to go see the Superman movie. Like you, you built up all this goodwill with these characters, and you're throwing it away with by having a separate. You could do so much more if you only bit the bullet, did a Superman show, did a Batman TV show, Wonder yeah. Woman, a good then Batman throw TV all show. those same Gotham. actors and characters together, then do your Justice League movie, then launch a movie universe from that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, S.H.I.E.L.D. does it. Get with it. I, I, I will still make the argument that S.H.I.E.L.D. is the best comic show on TV. That is S.H.I.E.L.D. I, I, I do me. love S.H.I.E.L.D. It bores me. I, I can't it's, do it. The last season, I got to the point where, okay, look, if you're going to do the Inhumans, we need the Royal Family. Yeah. You know, we're at Bolton, do so, give us Triton, somebody. I think they're going to, I think they're going to speed that whole schedule over, because I, I think the Inhumans movie is kind of like going away. I think, yeah, it, it did. It got yeah. for something. Um, but, I mean, as, as for what you were saying about, you know, the background characters, like for DC, I love Arrow for the reason that Green Arrow was, like, one of the reasons I started reading comic books in the first place, started, like, delving into the DC universe. I heard you mention that, though, in the previous podcast. Oh, God, I love Green Arrow so much. So, like, I love the fact that now people come, like, can be like, who's your favorite superhero? And I'll be like, Green Arrow, and they'll be like, oh, yeah. And they know who you're talking about. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's awesome that he's given that. And I wasn't thrilled with that casting at first. I mean, I followed Stephen Amell, like, since the day that they cast him. Why can't it be Justin Hartley? Oh, no, like, literally. (laughs) I love Justin Hartley, but... My ideal Green Arrow in my brain is Garrett Hedlund. I don't know the guy from Tron. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. That's my Green Arrow and my brains. I love him. Um, but not, I mean, like, even the fact that Arrow. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. And, and older Green Arrow is uh, what's his name? The dude from the dude from Lost with the with the beard, the blonde guy with the beard. Oh, uh, yeah, I know who you're Sawyer. Oh, I can't yeah, Sawyer. Yeah. Sawyer. Yeah. I don't know his real name. I forget. I... Josh something. Oh, yes. Josh something. I don't yeah. know. But, oh, drawn to. It's like running right the edge. I know exactly who he's you're a talking pretty man, about. Yeah. and he would be an awesome older Ollie. Like I could picture him like grizzled with one eye. But I, yeah, I I, I, I spent a lot of time fan casting these things. It's, it's like him or his um or his twin Lannister there. Oh um, yeah, no, he would, he would be not Ollie. a bad Green Arrow. I would give it to him. Um, but I mean, like, even the fact that like I could watch these shows, like these obscure Arrow villains, like Cupid was fun. I was. You don't even know, like having a fucking meltdown. It was like Cupid's on TV. <laughs> like people will know who these people are. Right? Ted Grant being on the show, I was, I, I'm actually a little disappointed because they could have done so many good things with him. I, by the way, mm-hmm. ideal Ted Grant. Like I don't know why they unaged him. I don't know why DC's obsessed with de-aging people. Older, like normal Ted Grant. Picture Bruce Campbell. Like oh my god, like, like he like oh, is yeah. like this like old guy that, like wants to be in a boxing ring and Dinah's like no no Ted no no you are old stop it and he's like no I need to fight like no no <laughs> oh my god but yeah Bruce Campbell would be perfect it's the same humor if you watch JLU same fucking humor like that one mm-hmm. episode where he like is in the illegal fight club oh my god I love that That's and my Dennis Farina was oh my god such a perfect choice <laughs> that show had the best voice casting. That Justice League. That's why, oh I, I mean, that, that show and Teen Titans were, like, Green Arrow on that show, Black Canary on that show, and, te- like, the Teen Titans animated series, uh-huh. enough to get me to read comic books for the first time. Like, really, like, so, I, I've been reading comics since, like, 2009, <laughs> well, 2010. There is so much stuff to get you interested now. Exactly. I mean, it's everywhere you turn. It's you so know, funny. Go, you know, go to the source material now. Check it out. There's... Uh, quick, read it all before they reboot it. Don't be like me, reading, <laughs> catching up on... Comics continuity until the new Fifty Two erased it all. So, oh my god! Yeah. I had a scary thought on the way here. It's like, how many years will it be before they reboot the original Star Wars trilogy? No, they uh, can't. They can't reboot that. Disney owns it. Oh, I don't put it past. Them. I, you Zach know what? Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I'll give Disney a little bit of credit in there. I think it'll be a long time. Because think about how long it's taken them to boot. Like they're they're doing the reboots now. We're just getting like live action Cinderella, Pinocchio, like all these movies that have been yeah. out for like Wait, 50, there's a live action years. Pinocchio coming out? Yes. I believe so. I want the fucking right? so excited. I do hear that. I do yeah. hear that. I don't Pinocchio really is one of my favorite movies ever, so that's That's exciting. a dark movie if you watch Shit. it now. I literally <laughs> watched it. Turn so all, you got all these it. little boys like smoking cigars and drinking, turning into donkeys, getting abducted. That's <laughs> a horrifying scene. That's too. a kid's when movie. When the kids folks. like. People get eaten by whales. He's like, That's turning, 1940. Literally, actual That's life legit. in that movie is, you're turning into an ass. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, gross. Like, literally. I just watched it recently because I have it on my computer. Um, but that oh, movie is horrifying. And when I was little, I was like, mommy, that boy's being bad. He's drinking and smoking. Like, and she, was like, and she was like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah, and he's shooting the eight ball. That's bad. And that I, great buddy movie, Fox and the Hound. <gasps> if I see you again, I'm going to kill you! Yeah, no, Fox and the Hound is literally one of... I cry every time I watch it. Oh, I just had something... I, I just had, like, a memory, like, come back to me. Oh, my God, I'm excited. Do you, see, see Mark's repression? There's, no yeah, there's, there's no way you've seen this. Um, I remember every, like, so often, they used to show a non-Disney Pinocchio cartoon 
I think it was on like WXXA where they played it, like a Channel 23. It's so scary. Yeah, it was, uh, oh, God. Was it like an Italian one? Like. I don't remember. Because I just remembered, like. Italy loves Spinoza. The Blue Fairies, let's say, was like way different than like the. the uh, I don't recall that. The Blue yeah. Fairy has huge boobs, by the way. If you watch it, she's like literally a pinup model. It's like she's just like this lady with some huge fit. She's like, "Hey, Pinocchio, want to be?" It was like a way scarier Pinocchio too. It was a really like a darker version. It's and, pretty dark, right? Yeah, yeah. A scary fox gets him to skip school, and then his life just spirals <laughs> downwards. Have we and then seen he gets him eaten by a whale? Once upon a time, yet. Like, he's like the gif of him just smiling, and he's got like a scar like over here, and he's just like, 
like this big hairy. I remember seeing that thing. one meme. Somebody's asking, "Hey, can you swim?" I'm Hawaiian, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I like one that he couldn't say that he was Aquaman because like I can not not tell you that I am Aquaman. Like he was like literally on a Comic Con panel and he's like literally just like implying heavily that he's Aquaman and like he wasn't allowed to say it, but he just was like trolling the shit out of everybody. <laughs> he's great. I love Whiskey watching Aquaman. And I guess he's going to be doing the Crow next year. Yes, the, awesome. the reboot. Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, uh, I mean, he'd like, be the biggest, most buff Crow that we've had. Yeah, ever. that's for sure. I mean, the first like the first movie was like my teenage years. Like, yeah, yeah. Is, he, is he gonna be Eric Draven or is he Hashtag gonna be someone it can't else? I think so. <laughs> See, but like, yeah, like yeah, he's, he's, he's gonna be tough to victimize. Yeah, as I say, like how are they? Like, like the whole thing is like he's this you know skinny like yeah. scrawny dude. Right, like, are they gonna pull a Steve Rogers on yeah. him and like make him scrawny before just he's zero? Just skinny <laughs> Jason Momoa. Oh my god, ew, that'll be so weird. I I hate that part. Oh, could you imagine his head on him? Skin. No, like literally watching that those parts of Captain America the whole time I go ew. Really? It's so oh, weird. Looking. I thought that was so well done though. It's yes. so weird looking. Like just no, like just looking at him, I'm like that looks weird on his head, like his head on his body. <laughs> the first time I remember seeing, uh, what's his what's his name? Oh my god. Oh, Chris what? Evans. Yes, there you yeah. go. That's now it's like Chris. I almost called him Chris Brown, and that's not correct. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Chris Evans. Um, the first time I remember seeing him was in like uh, Scott Pilgrim. Oh I yeah, was, I always forget that. that's him yeah. now. Um, Our first thing I think I saw him in was not another teen movie. Yeah. Oh, true. Was, no, you're right. The, the but I, the first the time I realized who he was, I think, was in like the first when they were like, "Oh, that's the same guy." I was like, "Oh my god, the guy from." Scott Pilgrim, but, like, I loved that another team movie growing up, because I love the scene with the water bottle, and they're like, my, 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 and they like, that, and they wet. Um, yeah, no, but, like, just looking at him in that movie, and then, like, see, remembering how buff he is, and then seeing him on that tiny body, I was like, what the fuck? No. That movie magic. I love all the, I love all the Howard Stark, uh, Walt Disney references, too, like, that they throw in there now, like, you know, like, I feel like every time they show Howard Stark, it's like, they just portray him as Walt Disney. They, you know, I never thought of that. <laughs> every time. That is Definitely an Iron Man too. True. Yeah. And, oh my god, yeah. In, Civil, in Captain America, when they're, at the, when they're at that expo, it's literally his, yeah. it's his fucking World's Fair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that, too. I was like, just saying, like, in Agent Carter, not so much, but... <laughs> they even like sing some songs. That show got such a the bad rap. I loved Agent Carter. That was a really, really I good show. I didn't watch it actually. Yeah. It, was, it was. It was. And that's really why it's good. not on anymore. Because uh, I'm a fan. Better than the second, but it was left on such a cliffhanger that you cannot cancel this show. <laughs> you got at least she has to form Shield. Yeah, you we never got the Shield. You cannot end it until you get there, unless you're gonna somehow finagle that into Agents of Shield. That story yeah. to bring her back. Can they not like put her on Agents of Shield? Like, why can't they just like flashback? Well, they had flashbacks before. They opened season two with flashback with the Obelisk, and they yeah. had Dum Dugan and Agent Carter. Oh, that yeah, that show was. I, I really that show was underappreciated. I tell you, that the greatest the greatest coup in entertainment history was when they back to back Captain America's uh, Winter Soldier came out. The episode before she yes. and see the movie, and then the episode yeah, after that was Shield, cool. 
That was. I did watch those episodes just because I was like, I'm so curious to know how this affects Shield, and I was like, it's. I love that they didn't ignore that. That I guess that that was how they have have a Shield TV show. How you did not see it coming. The end of Shield coming, and then the rest of the season, it's like Hydra is here. They're a thing. That's why the first season is is like a lot different than the rest of the show because um, Winter Soldier got delayed. And it was supposed to start, it was supposed to, you know, release around when the show started. And it was all going to tie in like that. So they had to basically kill time for the first, like, three quarters of the first season. Oh, so that's oh. why it was boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, so we got this show. We went to film <laughs> stuff. Like, um, but yeah, it kind of it kind of screwed the show a little bit. And, but when they did pull it off, it was perfect. It was. And now I feel like it they're going away from that. They're separating, separating everything. Well, then, then they tried it with Age of Ultron, and I was not nearly as excited. I think yeah. my expectation was so high. Yeah. It was just like, oh, we better call in the Avengers. You know, I'm telling everybody, you got to see this. It's going to tie into Age of Ultron. And it's like, how curious is it? It wasn't as good as the first one, but I still dug it. It's because it was like, well, we better call in the Avengers. And then like, the, like, Age yeah. of Ultron starts with the Avengers them, being yeah, called they're, in. Yeah. They're right there. That was pretty cool. Now, I, I do love the characters on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. They are, I mean, Fitz and Simmons. How I, can you not love Fitz and Simmons? I feel, though, like every time I, like, I'm, like, kind of, like, I, he watches Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so, I mean, sometimes, like, I, like, by proxy watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I, I just am so mad that, what's her name, Adrian? Probably, probably, is that her name? Oh, oh yeah. They got I'm shocked. mad that she's not fucking Wonder Woman. Every time I watch it, I'm like, she would have been oh so my God, good. She would have. I love Gal Gadot. She would have been a great Wonder Woman, but that show would have been shit. I'm telling you, that show would not have been good. I don't yeah. know. If it, if it was, like, thrown in the CW universe... They, it was, like, a very weird... Well, that was kind of before this. Yeah, it was a really weird interpretation started. of her. Like, I feel like Supergirl, like... They, I feel like what they were going to do with Wonder Woman would have been what they did with Supergirl. Like, I oh like yeah, I remember they were going to make her some business executive. She was yeah, she was like a lawyer or Amazon something. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, okay, I remember. Yeah, yeah really bad writing. Her costume though, um, on the show, they like it was horrible, and I'm pretty sure it was supposed to have retractable pants. I'm not sure. Retractable <laughs> pants. You don't remember that? I was remember like, one picture of like these bright. Long blue pants. I was like, yeah, yeah. doesn't look too bad. Yeah, no. And then I get the cover of Wonder Woman 600, and it's like jet black leather with a leather coat. Oh, but the shirt's the same. Um, <laughs> they, they actually put a side-by-side of the costume they were going to have to wear on the show, and then uh, one of the, like, the porn parodies of the Wonder Woman. Oh, the porn and the porn one was a higher quality than the <laughs> other one. And I was just like, you know it's bad when. Like... <laughs> Yeah, um, but I can't. I can't. Shelf movie, right? I cannot wait for the new yeah. seasons of uh, new season of Agents of Shield. The whole Ghost Rider thing is. I can't wait for the new is, season. That does have me excited. Yeah. And then their opening, I guess, the first episode is Ghost. Oh really? So, well, it's I, I I get to find these things out at my job. Uh, oh really? Grace Note. So we do the. TV descriptions. Oh, all right, all right. That's oh, pretty shit. cool. So you're like the ultimate spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I you know I like the new Robin Reyes. Yes. I'm a little disappointed that we still don't have a Dan Ketch Ghost Rider. Like, I have a soft spot uh, for Dan Ketch. Oh, uh, yeah. 90s Ketch. <laughs> yeah. 90s Ketch. You know, I didn't mind the Nicolas Cage movies. Really? <laughs> the first one better. Second one. The, I, the, I hated the second one. I, I wrote an article where I just 
tore that movie apart. Yeah. Um, you can find well, it. Yeah. I mean, there have been, like, real shit comic book movies, but it was a first. Yeah. And we finally had Ghost Rider. And this one, I honestly am not that familiar with those Ghost Rider. He drives a car? Yes. And yeah. not a motorcycle. Yeah, I'm, I'm not familiar with it either. And he's not Nicolas Cage, so that's weird. <laughs> I like Nicolas Cage. I just like, I just want it to be everything. Like Nicolas Cage as Wonder Woman, Nicolas Cage. Like just put him in everything all the time. Like I love you, Nicolas Cage. Like if you're listening, I was gonna say so. suspiciously. All of those like Robbie Reyes comics are no longer available on Marvel Unlimited. <laughs> I wonder why that is. Oh, they're available for sale on Marvel.com. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 If you want to do your research, it'll, it'll cost you. Ah, that's smart business. Um, I will <laughs> say that um, I'm not really. I'm more of a DC person than a Marvel person, just because I found the Marvel universe very daunting and intimidating upon getting into <laughs> comics. Like, so I feel like you just pick one or the other. And DC seemed easier, and I just like read all the Wikipedia pages and like then read comics that I wanted to read. I can tell you, DC. The, Honestly, more household names. You, you know most of the characters. Yeah, Even I felt like comfortable with DC, but Marvel was like, there's a lot of X-Men, I can't do it. <laughs> um, it was scary to me, but I will say, though, like that it's, Marvel is doing a great job with, I think, the Netflix thing. I think the DC should have hopped on that fucking bandwagon. Netflix was... Daredevil was... Yeah. yeah. Daredevil, I, I Daredevil again, was almost a perfect... Because they're taking their time, you can develop the characters. Yeah, and not only did we get like an awesome portrayal of Daredevil, we finally got an awesome portrayal of Punisher. Oh like, my god, he is pretty he's not the perfect Punisher. Yes, at yeah, this like point. He was. <laughs> I, I gotta say the thing. I don't know who they are, and I gotta look them up at some point. But Daredevil, that show is plucking the best directors because yeah. some of the shots in that show that they take. I mean, aside from the one everyone's talking about, the three-minute fight scene in the hallway, season two, when Punisher's going to trial, and there's that slow walk, and he just turns, and that flag is perfectly... It is very cinematically beautiful, like, from what I... I skipped around a lot, admittedly, because Seymour was watching them so fast that I couldn't keep up, but, (laughs) um, like, I mean, Jessica Jones, like, I really enjoyed what I've seen in Jessica Jones, like, people spoil the fuck out of it for me, I don't know but... What I what I saw, I really liked, and I you know, I, I enjoyed that show. That was another good show. That's cool because you know they can appeal to the people who like want some edgier, darker shit without alienating a whole group of people. Like there's still Marvel stuff for kids. They have Big Hero Six for children, right? Which is awesome. Right. Like you know, it's um, and the thing I think that sets that sets Marvel apart right now from DC is they're listening to. The yeah. Yeah, Marvel's always want. been better at listening to the fans, honestly. Because I feel like Marvel has more, like, you know, um, minority characters. Marvel has more um, LGBTQ characters. They, they, they and, did. Know. They beat DC to the punch on that one. For, for, so, and DC's been around for all intents and purposes. We did a Marvel vs. DC debate as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah but, the Marvel vs. Yeah, DC debate... Um, was pretty intense that we did. We also had Earth World Comics and all the Yeah, uh, that was pretty intense, and I was just like, I like DC because Marvel scares the fuck out of me. <laughs> I think Marvel's got good shit. They were like, and it was so great because we were like, TV. And everyone's like, DC. Movies. Marvel. Like, everyone just like, had to like... You know, that's, I got, 
I I love them both. I, I, I love DC. I love Marvel. But right now, DC movies are just so good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an AM Marvel Sorry, movie so Marvel movies are good. Yeah, that's what I mean. Please, no. Erase that. Erase that. <laughs> edit, edit, edit. Um, um, the three Captain America movies that they have put out. I mean, look yeah. at the 1990 so piece of garbage with Ronnie Cox. <laughs> you know, but, I do anything um, for Captain America. Also, yeah. though, like, you know... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Marvel kind of wanted the Avengers movies to be like the centerpiece of that universe. We contend that the Captain America movies are way more of a centerpiece for the Marvel movies. Well, he's the first Avengers. I will concur. I mean, three extremely different movies. Yeah, and And they're all fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just going to say, like, with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like, it kind of did give you the jumping point of. Maybe the Marvel universe isn't so like daunting and scary. Like for I mean, like for me anyway. Like it's like oh, like you know, I'm gonna read the comic that this movie is based. Like you know what I mean? Like uh, like you know, Winter right. Soldier and like you know all that stuff. It's it's easier to it's more accessible for people who may have not grown up on Marvel shit. Unlike mm-hmm. you two who <laughs> clearly have grown up on that shit. I but, just I love it's such a great time to see like Daredevil and Black Panther. And now I am so excited for Black Man. And we're getting Wasp. And they're on a movie screen. It's, you know, I never thought I'd see the day when I was a teenager that that this would ever happen. Would you ever think that Marvel would be owned by Disney, too? Because that's weird. That? No. No. But you know what? They're they're doing the justice. Yeah, it's been good for Marvel, I will say that. They have a lot of money in that monopoly. I mean, company. (laughs) <laughs> it is skating As dangerously I stare at my close. Infinity it, they, they've, they've got they've cornered the boys market now they've got the girls market and they're all intertwined yeah. with each other it's like there is no boys and girls market it's we have well, Star Wars markets. is kind of a unifying yeah, Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, we've got Star Wars, we've got Marvel, we've got princesses. Yeah. I will say... And you've got action got and princesses story. in Star Wars. Crossover. Yeah. There I you go. I will say, <laughs> I was just in Cross Gates Mall today, and there's a Disney store there. I walked past it. Well, actually, I went inside of it because I was looking for Hocus Pocus t-shirts. Totally off topic. But I walked past it, and, and right That's in the totally window... That's totally hot topic. Yeah. But I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> a little mall humor there, folks. Um, <laughs> but right in the window, they have this big display set up, and it says "Be Your Hero," and there's a little girl dressed like Ray right in the fucking window. Like that's that's. Nice. That was like, she's <laughs> a girl. Nice. Like, yeah, she's the main character. <laughs> oh, whatever. I I got I loved that for my girls. They're ten and nine. I took them to the movie like opening night. It's like, girls, this is your Star Wars. That's why. And the I told them that in the biggest smile on there. That didn't piss me off so much because my girls enjoyed it. No, no, that's it what I'm saying. It pissed me I, off I, that people were upset about uh, the Ghostbusters. Well, you know what? It, I will, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I, I, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. It wasn't great. But yeah. yeah. It, it was, what what happened was, I think they just went about marketing that movie all wrong. I mean, they they from the get go, yeah, they just did everything they could to be in your face and like. You know, this isn't your father's Ghostbusters. This is going to be completely different. Like, you got it. Like, you have to play the old fan base. If only, yeah. For, don't. If only for the fact that once you piss them off, you automatically have negative buzz now. Like, yeah, right. But, you know. I mean, that one picture of that little girl from the premiere too. Like, that made that for me. I'm just like, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm not going to argue that. Like, yeah. that's who that movie's for. But people don't realize that. They just get pissed yeah. off because 
Well, they were deliberately. They were just deliberately like, yeah, uh, that means that you're sexist. Like they like everyone was going in on each other. It's like just relax. This is ruining my childhood. Like those movies are still going to exist. You can still watch those movies. They they will forever live. You got them. Go watch them all. Hell, Criterion Cinema Saratoga still shows the original Ghostbusters every now and then. Go see it. And and they really like. They basically they killed the universe by marketing it wrong. Like now you know there's not going to be a sequel to that movie. They've already announced like. Well, there is going to be a me dressed up as Melissa McCarthy. They they left it open for one. Uh, did they, they do the? I didn't were, see it. There were two it. two extra scenes. Yeah, there was the one right, where uh, spoilers. Uh, yeah, okay. right up. Second one, she's um, uh, fiddling with the tape recorder. She's like, yeah. Who's Zool? She's like, Who? what's Zool? And that's how it ended. Yeah, yeah. So it's awesome. Yeah, they I mean, left the door. It sucks open. that they that people have ruined that though. Like you know that they that the marketing was all wrong. It's just like it was a lot of very unfortunate things that even. Um, yeah, they go on preconceived notions and they go in with the intent to hate. Yeah, this I mean, I'm not telling you you can't hate this movie. Stuff. Watch it first, right? Yeah, then you can hate it. Like we hated the Amazing Spider-Man too. So. <laughs> Sorry, that's my bad. Uh, well, listen, we've been talking for like an hour and twenty minutes already. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, yeah so I mean, it's been fun, guys. Been yeah, awesome. yeah, absolutely. It's been an awesome yeah. conversation. Uh, where can uh, where can people find your uh, find your work? Um, Amazon.com, CreateSpace.com, Kate Costumers, Costume Capers. I have a Facebook page, all one word: Kate Costumers, Costume Capers. I have a website; it's a free website. So the address is Wildfire Comics for the number four dot Wix site W I X site. Slash wildfire oh wixsite dot com slash wildfire comics. I gotta work on that. I just <laughs> I just put it together. Maybe you can order the books through that website. I'm gonna be at Albany Comic Con on October 30th. I'm gonna be at Con. Gonna be stopping in a few uh, elementary schools, reading to them, do quick drawing lesson, uh, writing lesson. That's awesome. With them, get to read to the kids. Um, and the last show I'm probably going to be doing for this year is Rhode Island Comic Con. But, yeah, there's four. Maybe at, at some other point I'll get to talk more about the books. But they're for your kids. They're elementary school-age superheroes for your little elementary school-age kids. Man. They're great books to, like, read to your kid at night or even just have them read. It's like Teen Titans meets Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids with a little Batman 66 whimsy. But they all learn something at the end, like He-Man or G.I. Joe. <laughs> Knowing he's half the battle. They get, exactly. their, they get their little PSA. But if, if I could just talk about them for just yeah, go right ahead. Yeah, yeah, go for it. The first one I did, Saving the Play. It's about the kid that gets cast in the school play that has no lines. Me. And he wants <laughs> to quit. Me. This is all about <laughs> theater. This is, this is the costumers telling stick with it. You're going to love it. If this is your shoe into theater, it's so much fun. Stick with it. You know, you're not going to be the lead in the first show that you audition. You're going to have to but you'll get there. You'll get there. Hey, you got to pay your dues. And that's <laughs> that's almost kind of what the third book is about. Too. It's called Music in the Wrong Hands. They need a new villain guitar face. 
I love. Very, I love that name. <laughs> very proud of Guitar Face. But it's, again, one of the costumers has a talent. She's a guitar player. Very good guitar player. Based on my daughter, Chloe. She's, she's my little Kiss fan. And <laughs> she can play Doom. She can play Heaven's on Fire. She's awesome. It's, um, you know, American Idol, America's Got Talent. Not realistic. You know, play, play, and play, but don't expect it doesn't come overnight. You've got to work at it. If you want it, you work for it. You're going to get it. My second book. That was the third book. Second book, The Chess Challenge. You'll learn to play chess, but it's also about sportsmanship. It's about learning the game. And there are, there are superhero adventures mixed into these two. All right. There's Whimsy. They take up the heroes are Ice Tween, Hot Foot, Banana Pants, Kid Superflex, and the Rainbow Bat. I love and it. These are these are my uh, these are my heroes. <laughs> and the last one that just came out, Attack of the Future, they meet their darker, grittier future selves. Oh, your days of future now, past, if you will. Now known as C4. They come back into this one. I got a little, it hits a little closer. Touches a nerve. It's Stranger Danger story. Oh. They come back oh. in time to stop one of them from getting abducted. And oh, never whoa. heard from it. Wow. So they come back because their lives have been shit. Not just because this kid's missing, because they never know what happened to him. Huh. No closure. So they had the opportunity to go back in time. They go back to the day she was abducted and work with the kids there to stop it from happening. Keeps an Australia here. Exactly. That's, that's what it is. These are, these are vital for your kids to read. These are the conversations you're afraid to have with your kids. I might have to talk to you. Let me do it for you. Exactly. For my, uh, the, I'm, I have pre-K ones, so I don't know if they'll be too, too out of the age range, but if you have one that's good for the pre-K kids, put her I, in I the read, class. I read to a, a first grade class. They were engaged. They I would, would be, say the target is second grade through fifth grade would be the ones that like really get, but they're still, they're great stories to read to your kids at night. And they're great for, you know, getting them involved. This is the age of the superhero genre. Genre. <laughs> we we rule pop culture right now. We're part of it. I'm taking a little ownership in that. This is, you know, we're Can't one, dudes we came out on top. I think Kevin Smith once said, you know the geeks won when Robert Redford uttered the immortal words, Hail Hydra. <laughs> At that point, the geeks won. We win. I just remembered something I was going to say like an hour ago. When we were talking about... Um, you know, how, you know. again, paying your dues when you were kids, you know, was, you couldn't read comic books out in the open. I remember my senior year of high school, and I was just in, like, I don't give a fuck mode anymore. <laughs> I, I would, I, that's when I started bringing comics to school with me. I'd sit in the senior lounge. Nice. I'd, I'd sit on the couch and read Spawn all day. And, like, I'd get, you know, a few people come <laughs> over, like, oh, comics. I, I used to read those. Like, few, you know, few people were like that. I used were, to like, read I gotta them. say, the one thing that pissed me off when I was a kid yeah. is you'd go into a, a bookstore. And you get comics. I mean, yeah, I had comic book stores at the time too. Mm-hmm. When I when I was younger, it was Aquilonia and Earthworld. You know, so I was, I I was Canterbury Tales. Now, now I live in Saratoga, so I'm a I'm an excellent adventures comic depot Cooper's Cave kind of guy. All right. So, but I still got you know when I pop into Albany every now and then, you know, Earthworld is still there. It's still a good store. Um, hell, where was I going with this? Uh, reading comics at school. Thank you. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, my senior year, I did a 10-foot by 12-foot Infinity Gauntlet number one poster. Really? Black away for my senior art project. That's amazing. And it hung proudly in our art room. <laughs> this was that Salem. is awesome. You still so, have it? Little, I do not. It got destroyed. I was going to say. I if don't if remember internet, how it got destroyed. But, yeah. It would have been awesome. It was you'd be like, I made this in high school. Buy it. <laughs> Never thought that would happen. People will buy your art um, and your stuff. Isn't that crazy? I tell you what, what I went, I went to Casanova College for art and commercial illustration was my major. All my projects were comic book related projects. It, this might as well. Because so nice. if you're going <laughs> to my cubism was fantastic. For it's all about finding more on the Rainbow Bridge. See, I was lucky enough to have a professor who like openly encouraged that. He uh, is one he of the, on your podcast? He is now Professor Next on our podcast. <laughs> nice. Um, but he assigned us uh, 30 Days of Night one year to read. Uh, I wrote uh, like a 10-page paper on like, uh, you know, how comics have been a reflection of like society basically over like the past, like, you know, I did all about Marvel, so like how mutants were like civil rights, you know, the movement. Isn't it um, funny how to do that in That's such a great argument to make Yeah, like these nuclear days. war, you know, you stuff like that. Professor X and Magneto. It's Malcolm X versus Martin Luther King. Yeah. It's such a, a great comparison, but that's... It's funny, going back to that, I just had another thought. Like, why I now do the books I do, it's because my kids... I'm into comic books, so my kids want to read comic books. Like, Dad, what can I read? It's like, here's Secret Wars, here's Civil War. I can't let you read Killing Joke. Not yet. <laughs> I can't let you read even... I want them... I want to because it's such a great story, but I'm not ready to deal with this topic yet. Identity Crisis. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a great story, but you get into issue... Spoilers, issue two, there's a rape scene. But Dr. Light rapes Ellen Gettin Man's wife. It's, um, you know, I, I, I don't want them to read that, and it's, you know... It's, you want them to have that period of, like, where comics are just pure and, like... Wholesome, like, yeah, you know. exactly. You want yeah. them to be. Like, I mean, you want to deal with real world things, but you're, they're not adults yet. I don't want to rob them of a childhood. And a oh, quick, quick thing I gotta tell you though, killing joke related. I have yet. I love the book. I have yet to see the movie. I've heard everything from like like five different podcasts. I saw the whole Barbara Gordon tearing the shirt off. The greatest critique of any movie. I heard from my, I got shout out to my friend Tyson Reed. Said, um, I said, so how was Killing Joke, man? Um, he's like, well, the last 45 minutes were great. And it's like, oh, it's that bad, huh? And, and he says, do you ever take the walk of shame in college? Single greatest critique I've ever heard <laughs> of any movie. It's yeah. like, yeah, I felt dirty after. Yeah. yeah, no, the first, I, I said, I hope that We did a whole podcast. I hope that there was an autoplay, <laughs> yeah. like when you buy the DVD, you just skip that unnecessary shit, just go right to the killing joke part. It's, from everything, I haven't tried. seen it yet, so, but it, like, really cheapened Batgirl, from everything yeah. I understand. Uh -huh. You really didn't, yeah. even, you didn't even really need to have Batgirl in it. You have Barbara Gordon yeah, in there. She, she they were like, we're going to make her cool, and I'm like, that's awesome, and then I was like, but why did you do it that way? But like, why did you make Bruce Wayne fuck his best friend's daughter? <laughs> so That's weird. not right. So unnecessary. Her and like, I guess she wasn't. I get. 
That's more perfect. As if she wasn't victimized and, like, insulted enough. Right, it's, by it's like we just went back 20 years. So you just made it worse. But it was so funny because I was so angry about it. Like, I literally was sitting there seating. People, like, hooped and hollered when she took her shirt off. I was like, motherfucker, that's my back girl. Don't do that. And I'm, like, literally <laughs> sitting there, like, I saw that clip online. They showed. Did it get more past that? Was no, it more was that? No, pretty much it. But I mean, everything else was implied. They make her. They make her seem that she's pining for him. Like that's why she's Batgirl. That's how I took it. It was so funny because I was. She actually took it differently. Yeah, Yeah, I had a different interpretation. Big Evil and Seymour watched the movie like alongside me and. Like the things that I was saying, they're like, "That's so interesting." Like that's that's. Yeah, like in my opinion, she wasn't pining over Bruce. She was addicted to the lifestyle and the action that comes with being Batgirl. Which it's not how it was written. Yeah. <laughs> written very poorly. I was just like, yeah, yeah, why? Like, those bits. Because um, from know. everything I took away from everything I heard, it was like Bruce Tim wrote the stroke movie he always wanted. From I feel like yeah. Bruce Tim is like <laughs> the biggest fucking, like, Tumblr fangirl where he has to, like, make everything a fan fiction. And, like, only his couples, like, are the ones like that. I mean, like, the Batgirl and Bruce was a thing on the animated series, too. No? no uh, and Batman Beyond. It was when they Batman were older. Yeah. yeah, and the, there was, like, the mystery of Batwoman, I think it was. See, I never saw that one, yeah. That was where there were, like, three different Batwomen. It was Kelly Ripa, and there were two, two other actors. They had Bane and the Penguin. Right. It wasn't bad, but I don't Kelly think I watched it. Was it a Batman once. movie? She was the voice of one of the Batman. Oh god! Yeah. They were like, "Who is Batwoman?" Is a mystery. Turn out, spoilers. There were three of them. It was three girls playing the same Batwoman. They were all in. But was it like together. Batwoman, like my favorite lesbian superhero? No, it was the one before. No. Was it Batwoman where she had like she had like kind of like the weird like faceless mask almost like? Yeah, it was kind. It was kind of. She had like a weird power yeah. where she could like read people's fighting styles or something. Okay, so that's not the Batwoman. I, I forget who it was. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't Stephanie Brown, was it? What? Oh. I honestly can't. Remember. Yeah, was, like, I wasn't like reading comics at the time. I don't know what's happening. I'm very confused. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, that woman to me is Kate Kane. Like that's that's what I read. All up there, <laughs> hanging out on our wall comics earlier, but. Um, um, but yeah, we we're, we're we're rambling at this. point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, it's that's definitely fine. I like see. I I always dig like longer podcasts, like uh, you know. So we have shit to, to work with, you know. <laughs> well, not only that, but like, I like you know once you're into the conversation, like I like being you know you, you get deeper and deeper and deeper. You get yeah. more like there's more so many places yeah. you can go. Yeah, and it's so many. You know. But yeah, I, you're always welcome I, to come I, back another time where we're not going. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. I, I'd love to come back. It was awesome. This has been Absolutely. a great time, guys. I appreciate it. Well, uh, I'm lost now. I'm trying to. Where am I? Who am I? I am Seymour, defiantly, I will declare. I that. am Undies of Wendy, also defiant. And I am Byron Dane Turner, just um, taking the abuse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this has been Transmissions from the Evil Lair. Thank you for listening, folks. <laughs>